I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show, with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. Actually, there's a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, we're going to no, no. take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to the March 23rd, 2014 live cast of The Dinner Party Show. And tonight we will not be talking about the right-wing media's ludicrous insistence that endless coverage of the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 is really just the mainstream media's attempt to distract from... Benghazi? What? Really? What? What else is it a distraction from? Whitewater? What? The Iran hostage crisis? Who? Honestly, despite our liberal leanings, we here at the Dinner Party Show would like to see the restoration of a viable Republican Party. Who? With members who possess a modicum of intellectual introspection and self-awareness. Because like many other Americans, we're sick of this nomadic affiliation of pretend libertarian potheads and racists who would have branded Reagan a liberal and just shout Benghazi whenever their lunacy is questioned by someone with a brain. <laughs> like Banzai! Benghazi! Uh, we will also not be talking about creationist idiot Ken Ham's demands for equal time to rebut the scientific information on evolution presented on the recent Neil deGrasse Tyson version of Cosmos. We at the dinner party want to take this opportunity to say to Ken and Everyone else who does not understand that evolution is a scientific fact, that you are not only an idiot, mm -hmm. you're also wrong. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to believe anything you want, but you are not entitled to force your stupid, unscientific, unproven, insupportable beliefs on the rest of us. Ken and the rest of you, we'd like to ask... Why not try believing in a God who is smart enough to create evolution? Testify. Tonight, we will not be celebrating the supposed outrage of certain celebrities of, shall we say, dubious accomplishments Class who houses. have chosen to unsubscribe to Vogue magazine <laughs> as a result of their Kim and Kanye cover. <gasps> while we do our best not to discuss the Kardashians here on the Dinner Party here, Show, here. and while we find Kanye West to be not unlike a chatty, lightly educated nightclub bouncer who for some reason was given a recording career, right? it's worth noting that unless you're Meryl Streep, you should be very clear on just what rocketed you to stardom before you attack another young lady for using her assets to steal the spotlight. Yes, we're talking to you, Buffy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we will not be talking about the weddings of all of our wonderful gay brothers and sisters in Michigan this weekend because a federal court once again decided that God. our civil rights should be held up while the courts... Think about whether or not other people have the right to vote to take our rights away. 
to all those appellate judges granting stays to our civil rights out there, we'd like to ask, didn't the Supreme Court ruling on Doma last summer pretty much settle your hash on this one once and for all by saying that you can't single out same-sex couples for discrimination and isn't your stay of their rights discrimination? Uh-huh. Just asking. As for everything else, questions both appropriate and inappropriate, answers both evasive and invasive, they're all on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to the well, Dinner Party Show. I didn't get any break at all. What started as a five-minute break when we first started doing this show is now a 20-second break. I was going to say, I didn't get, well, just have a drink on me anyway. I was going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Welcome to our first ever edition of the Party Line Special, which means we opened up our brand new phone line for questions. Which means it was crazy around here before the show started crazy. because we haven't ever done it before, so we're like figuring out stuff as we go along, like... <laughs> we have the winners of five neglected contests to announce tonight on the show. Last week we had contest winners we were supposed to announce live on the show for flash giveaways that happened on our Facebook page. We ended up announcing those on Facebook because we got so carried away by our own grandiloquence. Or and our birthdays. Yeah, Eric is currently eating. This uh-huh. is the dinner party show. Right. Don't forget the show. You forgot the show. You called us the dinner party during the not report. Did I? You're fired. Oh my God. <laughs> I just. I, All right then. I didn't fire Well, you. I'm going to go eat my monkey bread. Have a great show. <laughs> Bye. See you guys. Who got the mouse? I go to the mouse. I can't start the show. Okay, but here's the deal. We have so many questions to answer tonight that, that we're going to have our contest for our. We're going to have a drawing for all the questions that were too inappropriate for us to answer. Right. There was a big tie. We have a lot of them. You, we have entered your names into a little Ziploc container here on our table, <laughs> and we're going to draw, uh, draw from that at the end of the show. But in the meantime, we want to answer all. All the questions that were appropriate, and to do this, we have developed a machine called right. This took most of our time this week. The inappropriatron, right? Those rated your questions um, on a scale of appropriateness, and then uh, we will spit them out. And then, there, as we say, there was like a five-way car pileup <laughs> tie at the end of the show. And we had so many good questions. We're actually doing a bonus edition next week. We'll without a contest, but we'll be answering all those questions we couldn't get to tonight. Right, and that will be the uh, party line special 411 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> We're also we spent all of our time on the inappropriatron. We really did. But you'll love it. Okay, so let's consult the inappropriatron for our first question. Hi Christopher, hi Eric. This is Justin. My first question is for Christopher. Oh, Christopher, God. since you have been doing a lot of comedic writing with the dinner party show, I was curious to know if you would possibly consider writing a comedic novel, possibly under a pseudonym, since you're known for doing mysteries and thrillers and now uh, paranormal novels. And my second question is for Eric. Oh. Um, Eric, there's certain elements of, say, Uncle that I think uh, would make a really good one-man show, and I was curious if you've ever done something like that or were consider ever doing a one-man show <laughs> based on your work. So, Eric um, is a one-man show. Thanks, guys. That's what I was going okay, to well, say. Okay, well, let me clear something out before before we address my question. I do all the comedic writing here on the Dinner Party Show. I don't know who's told you what, Justin, but I created Jonelle Sams and uh, uh, the character of Twan. And <laughs> right, I literally just lie around on a huge fainting sofa in the lobby, eating chocolate bonbons and reading Modern Screen Magazine. <laughs> and I go, Eric, read this with gusto. And here. I do, and then you know they move on. And I have no idea what's even happening here. I would, didn't even know we were doing a radio show for the first six or eight months. So I was planning this was before we ever did the dinner party show i was considering writing a comic novel i don't know why i must have read one at one point and this and this is what i I said to eric i said eric i'm gonna write a comic novel what do you think and i said uh will thousands be killed due to the convergence of dark forces (laughs) and i said yeah and i was like yeah okay that sounds about like the kind of comic novel that yeah, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. I don't remember. What I want to know is what your comic novel pseudonym would be. Your nom de yucks. <laughs> Eric's friend. I right. don't know, right? Like, I have no idea. I've never even considered it because he's right. All all of this is comic writing. And CR I've never clown done... face. <laughs> CR animal balloon. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get to your question. 
Are you a one-man show? Is I, that what he asked? I no. think I constantly am in a one-man show. Actually, it's really interesting that you would say that. Part of the inspiration for the Dinner Party show was I was actually starting to develop the idea of a one-man show, not so much about my life, because I always think, like, really, you think your life is that interesting? Really? Um, but more like uh, sort of like uh, Tracy Takes On or Little yes. Britain, where I developed a series of characters and played them in a show. and. Some of the characters that we actually have ended up on the dinner party show were originally developed for that particular project. So it's kind of been an ongoing consideration, and I think it's upcoming, although... With this, maybe it'll be a two-man show. Maybe so. I don't. I don't know. I don't like the spotlight. I like. I like to hang out. He's in the such back. a shy and retiring sort. I like to hang out in the back. But thanks on for Facebook. the question. That was very thoughtful and actually considering of our careers. Absolutely, and so appropriate. Thank you, Justin, for pleasing the inappropriate John. Now let's consult the inappropriate Atron. How am I going to get through the whole show not mispronouncing this? Well, how do you say it? Inappropriate Tron. Well, I made this up, didn't I? Yeah. In in a in a in a inappropriatron. Okay, inappropriatron. Two thousand. Uh, that was a cat on that. Uh, hi, Christopher. This is Latara and Jack. So we are sitting here watching a bunch of superhero movies, and a question occurs to me: What are your favorite superheroes, and why? And what would you do to change their costumes if you could? And I would love to hear your answer. Now, don't go to a dirty place with this right off, Eric. Let's wait. <laughs> Let's build up. Thank you for that question, that very appropriate. I think it's a really good question. It is. Because it, well, the nature of the question is, is our favorite superhero, do we decide them based on their costume or based on who they are? Who is your favorite superhero? It's probably Superman. I think it's because he is the most human in a weird way of all the superheroes. There's something removed and detached about Batman for me, even though in the later versions he doesn't have superpowers, really. He has technology and sort of science. He's never had superpowers. Right, he's never had superpowers, but um, thanks, <laughs> right? I can't keep up. They reboot all these superheroes. Well, Batman so is my things. favorite. Why? Uh, because in real life, he's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a butler who and brings a, him tea. Well, no, the thing that I love about Batman is the same thing that I love about Bugs Bunny. It's about outsmarting the other guy. I think that's so much more impressive to me. I kind of like Iron Man for a lot of the same reasons. Um because it's about how smart you are. I think that, to me, I love Superman. And God, now that it's Henry Cavill, mm, really love Superman. But, um, or Cavill, or however the hell he pronounces it's his fine. last name. It's fine. I'll learn it if he comes on the show. Yeah, you'll learn You'll learn it if he, uh, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. if he tells me to. Yeah. Um, but uh, but, but it, it's superpower. So there's like, okay, well, that's just, you know, he's just super. So that's great, but... Whereas with Batman, they're really you really do have to outwit and outsmart and outthink and outperform yeah. the bad guys in order to win. Also, as regards costumes, I just have a general sort of superhero costume note. Like, does the cape really help? That's what I was going to say. I would say I like the Superman costume, but ditch the cape. It's yeah. it's really I useless the when Batman there's no costume. precise wind. There's no point to the cape, and I. I and I like the uh, additions they made to the codpiece area of, of Superman yeah. in this Last Man of I Steel I would like movie. for the, the costume for Batman's costume to be more like no cape unless it actually helps you to fly and then only when you're flying. And the rest of it, it looks like a SWAT uniform now. It's lost. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to have nipples on it or a codpiece particularly. Maybe it could be a more sophisticated looking sort of designer suit of some sort that it does have all of those magical utility belt kind of right. things going on, but that they're done fashionably. I mean, you are a billionaire after all. The vehicles certainly have gotten better yeah. over the years. Yeah, absolutely. All absolutely. right, then. So, okay, so that these are so appropriate. Excellent question. I feel so bathed in appropriateness. How funny that the inappropriatron spit these questions out, and yet they're so appropriate. I bet it's going to get a lot worse as the show well, goes on. I think that the clue is in... The, the the inappropriatron presentation of each oh, question. Oh, the noise, the little sound effect that happens. That's my take on this. Okay, inappropriatron, who's next? What are you looking at? Oh, Lord, Lord. Is that Hi, Mappa? this is Amy Bellina from Miami Beach. Oh. I am too much of a Southern belle to ask a question you would refuse to answer, but I would like to ask a question which I posed to our party people. After Lady Anne made her big announcement and before all of the birthday party madness, I'm curious about your dreams. 
At times, I have dreams from another person's perspective, which even include dreams within the dream. They have inspired three different novels that I'm working on. I also dream about dead relatives who give me messages, and I dream about relatives who died long before I was born. So, Christopher and Eric, what kind of dreams do you guys have, and do they influence your writing? If so, how? Thanks. This is Annie B. from Miami Beach. Bye. That's a good question. I My dreams are fucking weird. They just don't make any sense. When I'm in them, they appear to make complete sense, but when I wake up and remember them, they're just almost surrealistic. So I can't, because I don't write in the genre of surrealism, I can't say they really influence my my writing at all. They're just very, very strange, and I almost never remember them. Or if I, I, or I forget them within 20 minutes of waking up, which they say is very common. They say if you're going to keep a dream journal, you have to keep it right on the nightstand, and you have to write it down Almost the minute you wake up or else it's, it's gone. And I did that for a while. Or you could just lie. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like there's a scene in Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he's describing one of his dreams and there is a big snake rolling a donut. And, and it's like, that's, yeah, I get it. Those are, My dreams are that weird. I have really, I, I marvel at listening to other people talk about their dreams because my relationship to dreaming is so strange. I, I never dream about anybody that I know. That's it's entirely like I'm watching a movie. Um, so you're not in your own dream? Sometimes I am, and I am a conscious dreamer. So I Tell me what that I am means. aware that I am dreaming while I am dreaming. Okay. So I don't I have a very low tolerance for putting up with dream bullshit. <laughs> what is dream bullshit? Well, just for instance, I dreamt once that uh, somebody was getting ready to break into my apartment. Right. So I went and got the crystal candlesticks that are by the front door and opened the door where I knew they were because it was a dream and you know what's going on in a dream. And I beat them to death with them. Or like somebody once shot me in the head and I went and I was furious. Like, really? Oh. You shot me in the head? You could see the hole right in my forehead. Like, I have that kind of weird dream it's right or i'll just fly away if i get annoyed with people i can fly so in my dreams so i just you can leave. fly in your dreams i've never had a flying dream i've always wanted to have oh a it's flying really dream. my favorite thing oh this yeah. is bullshit but they're, but they're usually really boring like last night was like discussions of like practical stuff it's really i, I have the <laughs> most like people talk about having nightmares or being chased by monsters or something and i always think Wow, that sounds so interesting. <laughs> well, I don't dream like that. Well, I'm jealous. So no, it doesn't really inspire my dream, my writing. Although I guess it does sort of underpin the sort of um, over it <laughs> kind of uh, Eric superior Eric Shaw. Nothing quality. gets to Eric like, Shaw. Well, I'm going to beat him up because I've never had a flying dream during the following break. We're going to take a brief break here for one of our sponsors. Then we'll be back with the Inappropriatron and your inappropriate questions. I cannot live without you. He was a stunningly beautiful and all-powerful being of some sort. We don't want to be too clear. It might limit our market appeal, so you decide for yourself. You mean you'll die? Can you? Aren't you? Whatever. She was an ill-groomed, ill-tempered, and badly-dressed young woman with little or nothing on the ball from a family who made average people feel superior. Oh, Forky, my existence has no meaning without you. Look, Onward, I'm just not that into, you know, anything. Despite her petulance, her truly awful hair, and worse clothes, Onward could not resist her elusive charms, but theirs was a turbulent romance, if by turbulent you mean tepid and ambivalent. I love you, Forky. Really? I love you more. Alas, there was another, more beautiful and more supernatural even than Otward. Jerkub was drawn to Forky with the animal magnetism of a Diane von Furstenberg faux leopard print. I love you more! I heard you the first time, yeah. In a listless and lifeless tale, filling a surprising number of books in which absolutely nothing ever happens. Their story, if by story you mean endless driveling conversations concerned only with her limitless fascination with and discussion of what she wants, try hard is coming to the big screen. Try Heart promises to be an interminable series of pointless films designed to fill theaters with young women who desperately want to feel better about themselves but not enough to comb their hair. 
think you're perfect exactly as you are. It's damn. Never change. It would break my heart. Hold me. I'm hungry. Two supernatural men so supernaturally beautiful that all the actually attractive young women in the film struggle for their attention. Oh, Oddward! Yoo-hoo, jerkub! But for no reason that will ever even be hinted at or explained, these stunningly, suspiciously pretty, pretty men only have eyes for Forky. Forky! Stop yelling at me. Forky, say that you're mine. Your constant and inexplicable attention and affection is smothering me. You should... Run away so I can miss you and then come back so I can ignore you and maybe almost cheat on you, sort of. Okay. If you're a lazy, plain girl and it's always been your fantasy to be adored without making any effort whatsoever by men who are prettier than you are, have we got a movie for you. Try Heart. Coming to every goddamn theater near you that isn't showing a comic book movie about some lumpy young man who saves the world and winds up with an FHM hot girlfriend without even improving his diet, graduating from high school, or putting on a clean shirt. Try hard. Okay, maybe you won't love it, but what's your alternative? You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I've got a little frog in my throat named Christopher Rice. <laughs> I think he's terrified. And I have a dancing, singing frog on my shoulder named Eric Shaw Quinn. And we're the frog Hello, my show. baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my <laughs> ragtime pal. You know, I used to think it was Froghorn Leghorn and not Foghorn Leghorn. And I was yeah. like, that chicken doesn't look anything like a frog. And then you met me and I straightened you out about a lot of important stuff. <laughs> a lot of important bullshit involving <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> Welcome back to the, what is the, what the fuck did we call this special? The year, call us, call us and ask us shit. What is it? <laughs> I think it's the par- dinner party line. The dinner party line. That's right. We're here with the Inappropriatron and we are inching our way towards increasingly inappropriate personal questions that I'm getting increasingly nervous about answering live on the air. Right? Um, I'm always, I'm very trepidatious because you know how, what a private and subdued person I am. Yeah, yeah. We'll see by the time we get to the end. I just want to note that uh, Shea Butters is telling me in regards to the previous question or one of them that Amy Bellino asked us that Greg Wilkie, who is a loyal party person, got his... Uh, the idea for his Mortimer Drake novels from a dream. So wow. that is somebody who's writing. That's really cool. Yes, absolutely. Another person's dreams to envy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and we we do have a request from John Matson. John Matson, here you go. The fuck are you doing? And we'd like to also announce that joining Miss Sue Simmons, the cursing New York News anchor, we have this young man. Linda, listen, 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 you. listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> I love that kid. Yeah, he's actually going to be on the show permanently as a regular, as our sidekick as soon as he's old enough. Linda, listen, 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 you. We're just going to do a whole show that's just that over and if over and over again. If you haven't seen the YouTube video after our show is over and after you've watched Cosmos, then you can go listen to that. Okay, the last time I checked, Cosmos hadn't bought advertising time on the show, so if you're going to be all about that show for the whole show, I want to see a check from Fox, okay? This is a, okay. I'll call him as you, soon you, as you call your friend Neil. Break. You call your friend Seth and Neil. All right, let's go back to the Inappropriatron and see what question it has for us next. It's true, I'm hideous. <laughs> Martin Short. Hey guys, it's Dottie. I have a question for you. Hey Dottie. If there was a naked woman standing in front of you slathered oh. in Nutella, would it then make you question your sexuality? Mm. There you go. There's my question. Hopefully it's awkward enough to win some books. Well, Dottie, I'm sorry you didn't win because we are willing to answer this question, but we did answer your question, or we're about to, live on the air, so that's a prize. Right? <laughs> I think that's something to treasure for a lifetime. You know, I've been in the lady pond in my past, not recently, and um, <laughs> I'm pretty firm in my sexuality. I'm I'm pretty well decided. I'm also firm in my love of Nutella. 
Eric, I think, will be able to duck this question because he doesn't really... Do you like Nutella? Oh, my God. Yeah. I almost had a nervous breakdown last Sunday when they were out of <laughs> Nutella at the Standard at my birthday brunch. Remember? I, oh, that's right. I threw the waiter out of the restaurant when yes. they didn't have... So, yeah, Martin. I'm a huge fan of Nutella, but all I can say is this particular scenario means that I would be able to stay more easily on my diet. Okay, so you are not. There are I no doubts about your I have never been in the lady pond. I don't understand the lady pond. I like ladies just fine, but just really, really not in that way. Like I have difficulty looking at Georgia O'Keeffe paintings. Okay, okay, all right. I, I really, I appreciate your bravery in admitting that live on the air. I think I think that was actually a sweet question. I yeah. don't think that was. No, it is a sweet. And question. And I think that's lovely. I mean, I don't think the point was to come up with just the most horrifying questions. It was to ask questions and that might challenge our yeah. willingness to be forthright more than gross us out. But yeah, we'll absolutely. see. We'll see. We'll see. Because like, okay, I don't, I don't, you don't need to give them more than they asked for. I answered the question, right? I answered the question. We can go on to the next What are one. we on? Uh, am I on the stand? What the hell is this? <laughs> don't give them any more information than the what they The DA is for. trying to frame you. <laughs> Inappropriate, Tron. Take us away. Uh, oh, oh Hello, um, Eric and Chris. This is Regis Harden from Outcrop, PA. I have like two questions. One's inappropriate and one I'm kind of wondering about. Mm. Okay, the inappropriate one is, um, what kind of porn do you like? And if you do, and what kind of titles? And <laughs> oh. that's about it for the inappropriate one. And now, I've been wondering about George Ampersand. Oh, what Jesus. was he based on? Is he based on a certain person or certain people? Um, thank you, and I can't wait till Sunday. Do you want Bye. me to answer the second one? No, 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 no. <laughs> the second question is great because he didn't say who. The answer is yes. <laughs> The answer to the second question is, yes, Jordan Ampersand is based on a certain person and certain people. I would have to say that Jordan Ampersand is probably a cross between a guy that I dated and a girl that I dated way back in the day. Jordan Ampersand is based on everybody Christopher has <laughs> Shut ever up, dated. that's not true. <laughs> that's, that's, just not between, true. that's just between you and me, there, so keep there, it under your hat. Yeah, there were was, there was some impressions of a person that blossomed into a character. Let's oh put my it that God. way. Anne Rice has said that if she is ever in a coma, Christopher is to come into the hospital room and do Jordan Ampersand's voice, and she is certain it will awake her probably to slap him in the face and ask him to shut probably up. to try to kill me shh, shh, shh. okay I'm trying to be in a coma here my god let a woman rest and the other half of the question the was porn what question. kind of porn and porn title well you know here's the weird thing if i could invent a genre where i combined let me put this in the right way <laughs> good luck i enjoy watching porn I find the the thing i'm very much a porn traditionalist i like those stupid setups like the office setup and I like porn in which two people who are not supposed to be sleeping with each other are sleeping with each other like you know it doesn't really get much more basic than that so if I could take like the boys of Bellamy and give them those really cheesy porn setups that would be great because I love watching good looking men having sex but I just get when the aesthetic is all we're all at this fucking beach house and we're so hot and let's have some more sex. I'm like, where's the grit there? Where's the plot? Where's the edge? I, I, to give you some titles, I think Joe Gage, if you're familiar with his work, uh, is a, is a rather Gage. a master storyteller, if you will. I, <laughs> In you this know, particular. Yeah. Yeah. A masturbatory storyteller. Absolutely. And uh, so, Eric, take it away. So you're not going to pick any particular Joe Gage title? Uh, there, there is a Joe Gage title called, and do not post this on Facebook because Facebook does not allow porn-related posts, and our, it'll screw up our page or something. 110 Degrees in Tucson. Oh, that is, is an a, awfully, is that a is particular, a particular. He's really wonderful. It's a real he's contribution. Been, I mean, he's been around literally my whole life. Yes. I, I don't know how, like, he's probably my age, and I'll be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, I'm so old. You are so old. I really am. Um, You know, I guess that, yeah, I, you know, I'm a man, so as with all men, I think pornography is kind of great. I love porn films, but I also love, I guess if it was going to be my favorite, they're like those horrible old pulp books mm -hmm. that had the stupid sort of faux Tom of Finland drawing on the front yeah. of them of somebody in a towel and yeah. the coach in the background or whatever. And the titles were always <clears throat> unbelievably cheesy, like um, 
everybody's favorite water boy. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby's beach bag. Hitchhiking chicken or, you know, like whatever. Those kinds of like. Well, they were also vaguely self-loathing, too. Like there were cautionary tales with a lot of dick in them. Well, it was it was about a being like like. It was about people being wanting you so much that they were willing to kind of coerce you yes, right. into sex. And it was sort of about a plausible deniability. You were having sex, but you really didn't want to. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do mm-hmm. it again. Oh, don't yeah. do it three or four more times. I remember there was one line in some porn I was watching a million years ago where somebody comes in and starts doing whatever to somebody who's lying in bed, presumably asleep. <laughs> the person who's asleep kind of looks up and says, You've got 25 minutes to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, um, I think we answered that question. That's our pornography Uh, answer. If you've got more pornography questions, well, whatever. Well, we'll see what the Inappropriatron has in store for us. What's next? Come on, baby. Come over here. Hello, boys. It's Mike Martinez from Chicago. I've got a question for you that you may or may not answer. Um, have your mothers ever found your porn stashes? And part two of that question is, did they read them, or <laughs> did you just die of embarrassment immediately? Later, boys. My mom wrote them and had editorial comments on them. Are you what? kidding? Like, do you <laughs> know who my mother is? <laughs> yeah, like right in the march. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I could have done this so much better. Poor story choice. Awkward phrasing. <laughs> Awkward phrasing. <laughs> Not enough hot pages. Uh, Eric, why don't you take this one? I feel I, like I just answered you it. You know, I, um, I'm not sure if mother ever did. There was a period when I was in transition moving and some mail came to the house for me that was from, <laughs> I'm going to say Falcon, but some supplier, purveyor of, uh, gay pornography. And, uh, she opened them, saw what they were, and burned them. According to my sister, I, I never saw them, but and she didn't ever mention it. To she me, had so a. I only have my sister's words for this. A purge and a so cleansing. If they're both listening to this, surprise, girls. Talk <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. I did have movers find my porn once. It was under my mattress, and they moved my room before I was ready for them to. And the porn was underneath there, so that was. I think sounds like the beginning to set up for a really great porn movie. I do too. I think that's great. Like, what's all this about under here? What you looking at these things? You want to see the real thing? Yeah. Yeah, but today you'd have to do it with a computer technician who goes into your hard drive or something. What are these files about? I know that guy. I dated him. <laughs> <laughs> It's my son. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> That's my mother. <laughs> That's a PDF of my mother's latest novel. That's really great. No, I grew up in a very permissive house. Your I, aunt alphabetized your porn, didn't she? She did. My aunt was a compulsive organizer. I make it sound like she just insisted on organizing my room. I was a mess and a spoiled brat, and my parents had my aunt come in and organize my room when it had gotten particularly out of control during a wilder period of my life and she announced to me in the in the rundown of everything she had done and i have organized your personal videos and placed them under your box spring and i was like oh good oh great <laughs> so glad to share those that were the with days you. when you moved you had to move and a stack of vhs tapes that was the bitch it was like moving a library of books oh god the shuttling yeah oh yeah <laughs> the shuttling it really is hard it really is hard so, welcome to our special porn edition of the Dinner Party Show. Yeah, I hope that all the questions aren't about porn, but maybe they all are. Absolutely, maybe they all are. And when we come back from this music break, we will have more questions, increasingly inappropriate, from our Inappropriatron, and then we'll have a drawing for the winners of the most <laughs> inappropriate question, the ones we cannot answer. And you'll get to hear them. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn 
Let's dish. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Are you going to be okay I was there? holding back a sneeze. Oh. I almost sneezed live on the air. We want to announce before we get back to the Inappropriatron and all the inappropriate questions we have from our party line and our party people that we have a winner to our Oscar competition. <laughs> Finally. Which we had failed to announce on previous shows. We'll also be announcing that, we hope, <laughs> at the end the of Oscars? this show. Remember the Oscars in our contest? With any luck at all, we'll remember at the end of the show. But we actually, Anne has done the drawing. We've actually got it all worked out. We're finally going to award the autographed copy of Armistead Maupin. We were supposed to announce the winner and have the drawing during the Prince Lestat announcement, but as you all well know, we had more important things to tend to during that show. Very it exciting. was very exciting. Okay. Back to the inappropriate, John. Let's see what it has Who's for next? us next. Excuse me while I whip this out. Hi, Christopher and Eric. This is Jesse Colton calling you from South Carolina. Not far, in fact, from Columbia, which I believe is where Eric Shaw Quinn hails from. But if not, then I sound like a total idiot. Um, I just want to say I've been with you guys from the very beginning, from the very first show. I absolutely love the dinner party show. You can ask my boyfriend who has been forced to listen to more episodes than he you can have stand. To force and I just want to say keep up the good work, guys. And for the contest, I was trying to think of something, because normally I wouldn't ask anything very uh, uncouth or disrespectful, but oh. I do remember for the question that no one will answer. I, I think my submission is that I, I remember there being a debate on uh, the lovely Miss Anne Rice's page about uh, circumcision versus non-circumcision. And I want to know, Christopher Rice, where you are on the side of that fence. Not not your feelings on the debate, but where you physically are. Because you said that that is a question that you would never uh, answer. And so, bam, there you go. I did it. (laughs) Thank you. I love you guys so much, Eric. I love and treasure you too much to ever ask you anything personal oh, like that. Really? Anyway, I really love you guys. <laughs> really? I've been with you guys since the very first show, and I love you both. And I listen every single week, and you just make my life a total joy, and you always give me something fun to look forward to. And I always download the podcast. I listen in live whenever I can, and I'm not working. And I just love you both so much. And um, I, I hope that you guys had a miraculously great birthday and. Uh, Eric Shaw Quinn, I am waiting on that uh, David and Jonathan novel with mm-hmm. bated breath because since you wrote it, I can't now. And so I, I need to read it from you. So better get work on that, honey. You guys take care. I love you both. Bye-bye. Oh, what a sweet way to ask me if I'm circumcised Wait, or not. Wait, he doesn't not. love you so much not to ask if you're cut or uncut. Okay, I am cut, but apparently they did such a good job that people who sleep with me ask me afterwards whether or not I'm cut or uncut. So it's it's not a it, you know it wasn't a ha- it wasn't hack work. Let me just put it that way. So. Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best in Berkeley, well, where I was. Right, born. I was going to say there's yeah. probably a much more. There, there, it, it's a much bigger art in that particular neck of the woods. I guess so. that'll just lop off the end and rush on. Yeah, I don't. You know, I remember the debate that he was talking about. Mom really? had mom had talked about genital mut- female genital mutilation. Oh, and her page was inundated with people insisting that she also talk about male circumcision, that it was a great injustice the way the way it was leveled on people and they didn't have a choice. And insisting? It, beca- it became, they deluged the page. I think there was a post on Reddit or some sort of listserv to, directing people to target her page and they just overwhelmed this thread. And then they came on my page asking me if I was circumcised or not, if I had been mutilated or not. And it ended up being mostly... Mutilated. Funny, it was one of those instances of complete strangers lecturing you online in ways that's completely inappropriate and always, ridiculous, and yeah. Yeah, it's always sort of a dubious, like, really? I just, like, I it, it's like the Ken Han, uh, Ham thing. Oh, yeah, the creationist right, asking like, for equal it's, time. It's like, you know, believe whatever you want, but what do you care what I believe? Like... You know, fuck off. Yeah, I know. Or come up with a contrary idea rather than trying to silence me or demand that I speak in a different way. Come up with it. There is such a thing as the marketplace of ideas where ideas have to be judged on their merits. And right. I think sometimes people buy undue influence in that market and we need to protest that. But at the same time, you need to have something to say other than shut up. It has to be possible for us to have two opposing views. Right. And neither of us needs to be wrong. We just don't believe the same thing. And I, I think that's a, a except, in, except in the case of 
evolution where if you don't believe in evolution, you're just wrong. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> That's actually a scientific fact. But on speculative things or personal choices in life, there's no right or wrong. Like, I always felt like a little like, well, you took something from me without asking— Circumcision, even right. though I'm, Jesse doesn't want to ask me that question. Like somebody took something from me without asking. And so that's you're sort circumcised. Of, Eric Sharquin is circumcised too. Really, just sort of. I always had sort of mixed feelings about that, but yeah. I didn't feel horrible about it. And you know, like I like I didn't know what I was missing. Well, so, like, I became curious after our conversation, but it was and I mine. actually did some research, and I said, it, "Are there these these you know these studies that were or people were claiming there were studies." in which sensation was dramatically decreased among men who had been circumcised, that it was actually a way of desexualizing men and women when you did it, both the sort of sanitary version of, of female circumcision as opposed to the mutilation that mom was trying to talk about, and the, and the typical male version. And the studies that I found didn't bear up, that people did not report a dramatic increase or decrease well, in sensation. Once again, how do you know the difference? Like, I, I don't know. They, so. they polled people who had had the procedure done later in life, oh, which okay. is a very serious procedure, so I think they had had it done for different reasons, yeah. for, for legitimate adult medical reasons, and they didn't report, you know, a big increase. The only so. thing I've heard is that maybe it changes your susceptibility, particularly to the spread of AIDS, but I, I don't know that I... That was yeah. reported on a, a, a... It was a sort of anthropological television yes. show that I saw when I was living in London about right. tribes on different sides of the hills had dramatically increased incidents of of um, AIDS transmission, infection, yeah. HIV infection, among those tribes that did not have circumcision as a practice. Right. But I don't know if that's true either. It's maybe like the, um, <laughs> the um, what's her name, uh, with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who with the eyes? I she, love... was, she was she was, uh, almost the Republican candidate for oh, Michelle, Bachman. Michelle Bachman's announcement yeah. about, um, yeah, you could get, uh, men, you could catch mental retardation from, from getting a, a HPV vaccine. Getting yeah. an HPV yeah, vaccine. Whatever, I was like, yeah, so crap. I don't want to be another of those. Like, I don't know if that's true. Well, I mean, true, that's but... another issue where that's a, that's a dangerous idea. But it's that's an, an idea that has consequences if right. you keep putting it out there. That can actually harm people and make them sick. Okay, let's go back to the inappropriate, John, and find out what it has. As for us now. madre de Dios. Laughing out loud. Hey, Chris. Love your work. I was scrolling through Facebook, saw your post, and yeah, so my question would be, and you should ask anything, what's your favorite sexual position? Just curious. Thank you very much. My name is David Matusko. <laughs> Bye. I'm on the show too, David. <laughs> I know, Just right? Saying. Yeah, right. You David? and David have a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, my favorite position is commitment. No, that's bullshit. Um, my favorite commission, uh, commi excuse me, I'm getting a little verklempt and blushing Apparently. here, and I'm being told by Shea Butters that the circumcision thread has lit up the page, but I can't go back to avoid this one. I like them on their backs, and I like to be um, on my knees, and I have a Shea's extension on my sofa that's that's perfect for that. Don't sit on it anymore, Eric Shawquin. You, know, <laughs> you have the information now. <laughs> I, he means the shays. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean the shays. I mean the shays. Don't sit on the shays. <laughs> What's become of our show? It used to be uh, such I have a nice to, I have show. To go get Christopher a cold rag now yeah. to put on his forehead. Yeah. No, I I like to be on top. I think that's the answer to this question. I'm, I'm not just yeah. figuratively, but really. Yeah, I like to be on. Well, top. you. Enjoy yourself, yeah, young man. And, uh, you know, good luck, David. And uh, sometime uh, listen to me on the show. I'm actually really good. <laughs> you are good, but I think you should answer the fucking question, too. If you, you want to be so damn included, he belly up. He didn't fucking ask me. Oh, I'm not fucking answering. I see. I see. Eric Shaw Quinn setting personal boundaries halfway through that's our show right. that's supposed to be about shameless lack of boundaries. <laughs> Oh, my. Okay. How much longer in this segment before I can go wash my face and calm myself down? Well, you can... Okay. You well. can cue the new... Uh are, are we done? That's no, all the questions no. in this oh segment? Oh, my God. Oh, we have... Uh, yes. In this segment, that is all the questions we have. But as you can see, we are inching our way towards increasing amounts of inappropriateness. All right. Which will bring well, us to... I can't to wait to find out what happens after the next break. The big the big drawing. I don't know if I'm going to... I wonder to... if anybody's going to ask me anything else. Oh, I think you do. I think you... 
I think you get asked anything. Let's take a word from uh, one of our sponsors before I pass out. Is your dessert missing a certain smug satisfaction? Do you feel superior because you're getting dessert while others must do without? Or are you just eating your cake and ice cream, judgment-free? Well, your worries are here at last. You can have your cake and mine, too, with new Schadenfreude ice cream. It's the unjust dessert that offers you the hollow satisfaction you love and the empty calories you crave. Each yummy mouthful is filled with rich, delicious satisfactoids. The very same chemical your brain produces when you watch the expression on the face of a hateful conservative politician's haughty wife while he confesses to buggering his page and best friend's son while sponsoring anti-gay legislation. Luxuriate and decadent flavors like glass strawberry, hard rocky road, and humbleberry pie. Why just have dessert when you can feel better about your crappy life? Every tasty boil of schadenfreude will make you feel just like you're looking down on someone you've always secretly wished ill. Schadenfreude ice cream. Finally, the unjust dessert that offers you true satisfaction. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Linda, listen, 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 Linda, listen. Yeah, Linda. Yeah, Linda. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. We're answering incredibly, increasingly inappropriate questions, working our way towards the winners, which will be those questions that we have refused to answer on the air. He's Christopher Rice. I'm Christopher Rice, and who are you again? I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. You're also here, even Dave. though the last question was not directed <laughs> at you. Wouldn't it be funny if you and Dave ended up falling in love and this was your meet cute? Okay, let us go back to the, oh, Jesus, back to the Inappropriatron and see what it has in store for us now. Brace yourself. Excuse me while I whip this out. Hi, this is Greg, and I just want to ask how hungry boats are. Not because I'm a size queen or anything, but more so that when I fantasize about Christopher in the future, I can be more accurate. So hopefully you'll answer. Thanks. So this again. <laughs> I'm also on the show. Well, then why don't you go first? Um, I honestly don't have the answer to that question. I don't I have never actually figured that out. It is it's bigger than my thumb and smaller than my forearm. Mm-hmm. How does that does that work for you? It's uh, Tommy Lee and uh, Jeff Stryker are have nothing to worry about for me, but you know I I enjoy it. Well, that's good. I'm really glad. You I, I don't it. really know the, the the answer to the question in any sort of specific terms. I had you did a photo shoot with an ex of mine. And uh, for it, it, half of it involved you being nude. And he came home like, wow, Eric. And I was like, stop, 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 stop. Don't tell me. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so my, was, the reports that I have. Did, when I did the book with uh, the drunken whore, there was a picture, a nude picture of her. On, the here we fuck go. are you doing? It was a, the the, there was doing? a picture of her nude on the cover. And so as a sort of crack up, we did my a version of it with me. It's actually on the, um, I just realized it's still the banner on the, the Eric Shaw Quinn Facebook page, not my personal Facebook page, but the Eric Shaw Quinn fan page. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious about it, but yeah, we actually did those as nude, fo- nude photographs, and my head's not just pasted onto some guy. Right, with stars absolutely. On him. So he got to see it all. I've never seen it all. Eric and I are just friends. If you are a tall, bony British crime solver, you should totally or contact Henry Eric Cavill. or Henry Cavill. Yeah, um, just come on over. You don't even have to. Just uh, yeah. Come yeah. by the house. If you are a Bellamy boy who is majoring in sociology or public policy or government, call me. Anyway. Or just a Bellamy boy. Okay. Well, I have some standards. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like he would stand at the door and say, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kevin, no. no, no, no. You have to go. No. Have you read any of these books? No? Okay. Well, we have time. I'll read them to you. <laughs> Later. Okay. What's a dignified way I can answer this question without making other people feel bad? Um <laughs> Well, I think it's too late now. I think the research I did, I am the length of a number two pencil. And I will leave it at that. If the research I did online to try to find an indirect way to answer this question, I've never had any complaints. I'll put it that way. But it's bigger around than a number two uh, pencil. Yes, of course it (laughs) fucking is, Eric Shockwin. Does it have an eraser on the end of it? Let's just say that the complaints that I get about it are not of the kind that you would expect. It's okay. from the pen hole, the pocket protector. 
You know, when we said we were going to do a radio show, I thought we were going to talk about, I don't know, culture, sophisticated topics, and then all this listener interaction started and things got debauched. One of the rules I want to make for future Party Line shows is that now that we've been through all of these questions, you can't ask them again. again. You have to come up with new horrifying questions. Yeah, because it's not like we have a show archive where everyone can go and listen to this. So yes, the length of a number two pencil, pencil, (laughs) pencil, pencil. Okay. You mean an unsharpened one, not oh. one that you've been using for six to eight no. months? No, no, I will, no, you know what, I'm glad I have you around to keep me humble. Hmm. I have the party people to keep me blushing and Eric Shawquin to keep me humble. And I have the party people to keep me humble, apparently, since most of them don't know I'm actually oh, on the show. Oh, that's about to end. So let us go back to the inappropriate, Tron. Oh, okay. Don't stop now. Lands. Yes, this is William Madison. For your on-air challenge, the question for each of you, each of us. your most embarrassing sexual encounter. Fuck. Why didn't I put this one in the drawing? No. Go ahead. Oh, I don't want to. Um. Okay, so I'm going to say, here's how I'm going to answer this. Okay. There, There is a concept among gay men known as being date ready. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to end my answer there. In my younger, wilder times, uh, I just someone I was with, we had had a bit too much to drink. We decided to try some things that we were not prepared for. And that's all I'm going to say. And I feel like that is an answer to the question. And if you don't think it is, you can stop listening to our show. Because everybody in the booth is keeling over and throwing up. And we don't have, like, we're just giving away books, for God's sake. We're not giving away a car. We're not Oprah. Well, I I think that's all the caffeine for you, Christopher. (laughs) I think that's all the questions for me. Uh, Well, we'll see. All right, Eric. We'll see what's going on. Top that. I'm trying to sort of, like, I guess that, like, one time my sister came into the room while it was happening. Would that count? Like, I don't know how embarrassed I was. I was mostly annoyed because she would not... Leave. What? This is weird. Yeah. We had actually fallen off of the bed. We were on the floor beside the bed, you know, in the process. And she came in the room. Apparently the door wasn't locked. Great thinking. Um, <laughs> drinking before sex pays off Right, once again. that's it. Don't drink and have sex, kids. Or at least lock the door before you start drinking. Um, And then she wanted me to, like, she was, I can't even remember what her point was. But she would she would not go away. So I guess that was embarrassing. I I'll tell you the one that I li- I remember the most was um, I was really in the throes of like whatever rolling around on the sofa and the person I was with looked me in the eye, you know, leaned back, looked me in the eye, and said, "Where have you been?" And I said, "Why? What do I taste like?" Ah, that's cute. And that's uh, cute. we it sort of killed the mood. But okay. I don't know if that's really embarrassing. I'm really tough to embarrass. So yeah, it's you a are tough question. to embarrass. But we need to move it along here if we're going to get to the drawing. We've got one more question in the inappropriatron before we get to our big drawing for the questions that we wouldn't answer. So let's go back while I have some decency left. While well, we both have some decency left, and see what it has to say. <laughs> Oh, I want to have your baby. Huh. Hey, guys, this is Teresa Sapp again. And now that I've got my brain and my mouth in sync, <laughs> Congratulations. I would like to ask this question of you. And please disregard the other two I screwed up on there. In your past, before you two became an item, what? <laughs> who was your best lover and why? And uh, I hope that you two don't kiss and tell. That's why I'm asking this. <laughs> well. Thank you. Y'all are great. Bye. Thank you, Teresa, but we are not an item. And we never have been. We are an item at the restaurants we frequent. The waiters have a little code. Uh-oh, oh, they're here. them again. They're so particular. Uh, my best lover was somebody that I was actually in a relationship with for nine months. And my uh, you know, general answer to this question is the best sex I've ever had has been with people that I actually have a connection with. I'm not a huge casual sex guy. I'm not a big hookup guy. I've well, because had hot one-night stands, but... Sex gets better over time if you're yeah. trying. Like, if you're paying attention to what the other person wants and likes, it's yeah. bound to get better. The the first time, the one-off encounters are awkward and ill-informed at best. Unless they have a cloak of fantasy around them. Unless it's like a conquest, it's somebody you've always wanted to bang, and you maybe don't know them really well, or you've seen them in a movie... 
But then that's really the idea of it more than the actual act. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you? Um, Actually, I guess it would be two people. At once? No. Oh, okay. No, although I've done that too. Um, No, and there, there was one, uh, Carl... Mm-hmm. His last name I don't know, but you well, can good, but you can actually see him. He's in the first act of an old porn film called Oh, um, a porn star called uh, Best Friends. It was a Steve Scott film from back in the day. I don't even know if it still exists anymore. I think Brandon just yeah. quit. I he think just, our show he was he just was very out. skilled. He was <laughs> very skilled, and then there was a. A contractor named David who actually made me scream, scream in a good way. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, like those are that they would. I would be it would be hard pressed to say between the two of them. So it was either David or Carl, and that's as much as you're getting. Okay, okay, that's as good. Yeah, I think that's. And there, there we, we are. There we are. So we have answered all of your fucking sick questions, except. For these, which we are about to play, and these are the questions that have been entered for a drawing to win the autographed package of books. All of these questions we listened to and decided that we could not answer. Okay? All right. Live it up. Hi, uh, my name is James Kevin Gray. Uh, This is a question uh, for Chris and for Eric, and yes, I have done my vocal warm-ups. So I think my voice is uh, is good and ready to go. Uh, this is a very legalistic question and one that we are coached not to answer. Uh, I would like to know each of your Social Security numbers. So if you feel comfortable sharing your Social Security numbers, um, I don't think that would be a good idea. But very clever. You can. Again, this is James Kevin Gray. Hi, Christopher and Eric. This is Jesse Colton calling from South Carolina. Not far, I believe, from Eric Shawkland's hometown of Columbia, South Carolina. At least I believe that's his hometown. Hometown's actually Um, Natchitoches. I have actually called and left one question, but I thought it would be give you guys choices. So, I am, this is my question. Uh, You guys have mentioned before that you've had one guest who kind of made you feel a little, uh, we're not inviting that person back. I think I know who it is, but I wonder if you <laughs> will admit who that guest was. Hi, my name is Mikhail Meese. I am currently sitting in LAX. And my question for both of you that I don't think you will answer on the air is when you order a pizza to be delivered, what is the exact address that you give for the delivery? <laughs> nice Thanks so much. I think you yep. guys are awesome. Okay, here's my question for the contest. This is Henry O. from Miami. Hi, Henry. My question is, will you name the person that was the worst lay you ever had and include their full name, date, and details? That's so hard to narrow down. All right, guys. Take care. Later. Hello, this is Elisa from Houston, and my question for you guys is as follows. Hey, so what are your social security numbers? Excellent. Oh, Thank you. Great minds work alike. Okay, so our finalists are James Kevin Gray, Jesse Colton, Mikhail Meese, Henry O, and Elisa from Houston. We have entered your names into a Tupperware container here in our studio. And if your question wasn't included this week, it'll be on next week's show, maybe. It will so, be. yeah, we, listen we are, next week. If your question was not answered this week, it will be answered next week. Okay, Eric Shaw Quinn, do you want to dig your hand into this very deep and secure container and read our winner. And our winner is... Elisa, what are your social security numbers? For Elisa from Houston. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen, you. listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Congratulations. You cannot not talk over (laughs) Claudia. That's the whole point of that fanfare is we put Claudia at the end and you always step on it. (laughs) Claudia and I have a thing. Yes, you do. All right. Well, we ran over tonight because, you know, shame runneth over, I guess. So maybe we'll do the Oscar winners next. Well, we can announce the winner of the Oscar. We had a drawing. My mother actually drew the winner. Oh, we do know the name. Okay. The point of this contest was to beat uh, our choices on the Oscar ballot or to beat your choices because you got the most right. Hooray. And our winner is Scott McKenzie. Hooray! Congratulations, Scott. Sorry for the delay. I won't talk over it this time. 
All right. Well, Are you happy? Been listening. Yes, I'm very happy. Well, I am happy. I'm happy if I'll be happy if this was not the night my grandmother finally decided to listen to the <laughs> dinner party show, and if my mother didn't turn the show off halfway through. We have Buffy Peterson on the Facebook page saying she can't unhear this show. Right. And uh, to blame okay. it yourselves, party people. There's going to be more of it next week at the usual time, but there won't be a contest. It'll just be the mortifying question part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goody. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show. Thanks.